0: You are listening to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, Kentucky's weekly horse racing discussion. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, and me, CC Broaddus. Good evening and welcome to this edition of the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. I'm C.C. Broadus, and tonight I'm joined by Alan Schneider.
1: Hello, everyone. It is warming up, thank God, here in Louisville, KY. Thank God. You got
0: that right, and and a sure sign that spring is on the way is there's a little bit of light as we're recording this podcast, and that's, uh, for the last several weeks, it's been nothing but total darkness in my office here, uh, but... Brandon Jaggers is not with us. I think he's serving number hour number three of 100 hours of community service for his money <laughs> money laundering crimes. Uh, but we we look forward to to seeing him uh, uh, next time. Uh, Alan, uh, we've had a lot of cancellations, but we got some. Uh, we got a big weekend in uh, racing coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about Turfway's big card on Friday night, and that's a great card. Uh, we're oh, going to get into yes. that. Yeah, we're going to get into that shortly. And but then the, there's the Southwest Stakes and the Razorback at Oaklawn. The Southwest drew a kind of a disappointing field of seven, but we're going to get the return of Essential Quality, who was the two-year-old champ and the Breeders' Cup Juvenile winner last fall. And in the Fountain of Youth, I think we're going to see a matchup between Greatest Honor, who won the Holy Bull for Shug McGhee, and Drain the Clock, who's a, a crack sprinter for saffy joseph so that that promises to be a, an interesting matchup and it's probably going to affect the uh, the kentucky derby trail in a big way uh, any thoughts on anything this weekend
1: well yeah i'm with you the, the kind of had a feeling that the oakland stakes were going to come up a little bit light with a cancellation some guys had to make different plans but looking at the southwest you you think it's essential qualities race to lose he needs the race yeah, Jackie's Warrior in this race. Uh, you know, I I think the horse's distance challenge like a lot of people do and essential quality is is a better race horse. I could see maybe Jackie's Warrior wiring the field. Essential quality maybe needing the race. Uh I could see that happening. I'll probably just sit on my hands as far as as betting the race. I'll take I'll watch it with some keen interest. But I can see Jackie's Warrior upsetting essential quality in this spot but down the road I don't see that happening.
0: All right. Well it's a big weekend. Nonetheless, and uh, uh, here in Kentucky, we've got a big card Friday night at Turfway. Uh, as we've talked about time and time again, no no spectators allowed, and that's a shame because it's going to be a, a, a very, very good card of racing, uh, highlighted by the John Battaglia Memorial Stakes, mile and 16th on the Tapita. And this year is a little different from previous runnings of the race. Uh, it's a Kentucky Derby points race with 10 points to the winner uh, on the undercard. Is the Cincinnati Trophy Stakes six and a half furlongs for the Phillies. and that is an Oaks points race, ten points to the winner there. So uh, a little added intrigue to Friday night's card, and that's what we're going to cover tonight. Uh, we this is probably well, it's, it's it's the first six-figure race in Kentucky in 2021. So good point. Yeah, we we have to we have to cover this, and and to do so we, we've invited a guest to join us and uh alan why don't you introduce that guest right now
1: well you know uh when we do, we started this podcast we wanted to have on people from all walks of life in, in the horse racing game from from the big guys down to the to the small guys in, and everybody in between we we think it's important that everybody gets to have their say and that includes some of the great people we've met uh, online uh handicappers and such And one of those is Phil McIntyre, who joins us tonight to help us with this card. Phil is a 13-year veteran in the military, and we want to thank him for his service on behalf of myself, CeCe, and, of course, Brandon, before everything else. And we're also hoping that uh, his acumen will help us find some winners at this uh, Turfway meet on Friday night. So with no further ado, I'd like to introduce Phil McIntyre to the Auxiliary Gate podcast audience phil how are you doing my man
2: i'm doing good uh thanks for having me on alan cc um wish brandon could be here but uh you know understand
1: that uh, things come up so but uh, thanks for having me on well you're a capable pensioner. tell us a little about your military experience you were mentioning a little bit about it before we started and uh i think that deserves a mention on there tell us a little bit about that um
2: joined the military right out of high school and uh wanted to, wanted to travel the world, joined the Navy, but ended up uh, being a medic with the, uh, Marines, uh, a hospital corpsman, uh, did, uh, three tours of, uh, combat Bosnia, Kosovo, and Boom. Afghanistan. Um, and got to see a lot of other places in the world that I wouldn't have, you know, coming out of uh, a little small town in Kentucky. So, you know, got to travel and then came back home, got married, settled down and, uh, live here in Lexington now. So what's,
1: what's small, What small town in Kentucky are you from? Oh, the, uh, the big town of Berea. Uh, oh, Berea. I, I work in, I know a lot of people from Berea. That's, that's a pretty good size. That's a beautiful country down there. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, thank you for your service. I truly, truly mean that, uh, uh, 13 years stint. That's pretty impressive. Bosnia, uh, Again, thanks very much, and thank you for joining us and helping us knock out this card tonight. So what are your favorite tracks, by the way, so our our, view, our listening audience knows?
2: I stick to the uh, – I try to stick to the Kentucky tracks if I actually want to make any money. Um, I feel you. I really, in the past couple of years, have, have started liking Kentucky Downs a lot more. I just think it's an interesting track. It's neat. I don't win a lot there, but – I, I do think that it's just a neat configuration. Uh, my family's from Northern Kentucky, so Turfway, uh, the old Latonia, mm-hmm. and uh, and definitely Keeneland, my favorite track of all. My wife and I, we go there. Huge. We try to invite huge crowds to go with us. So if you see us out there. We're generally in a in a large group. We'll be seeing you.
1: Hopefully, we'll be seeing a lot of large groups out here this uh this coming meet and uh we'll be hanging with you. Uh in addition, if I'm not mistaken, you're a little bit like play the races a little bit the way I do too. You like the superfecta, right?
2: I do like the superfecta. I, I like the tries and the supers. If if I have a good handle on it, I like to play the super just because the payout is is so good. And uh you really gotta focus on certain tracks that, that tend to pay out better for the supers. Mm-hmm. Yes
1: fairgrounds no fairgrounds doesn't pay that well turfway turfway does so when the instances arise i like to try to get, take my hand and then cc does too so we'll see if we can pull a super out of our hat here tonight what do you say
2: sounds good pull, pull our, it out
1: of what out of our hat what did you think i said oh I, i'm sorry i thought you said something uh, else. I'm, I'm, yeah it. this is pg-13 for the moment but that could change at any moment okay mm-hmm. hey philip Hey, uh, I assume
0: Keeneland is your home track. Oh yeah, yeah. Where do you hang out usually when you go to Keeneland?
2: Uh, I, my wife likes to go to the to the paddock and watch the horses. I myself do not care. It's generally um, I'm back and forth between my seat and the uh, and the either the bar on the first floor or. The one on the second, the, the bartenders know me by name there. And, uh, and so we've been going there for years. So you you uh, sound
0: like me. I kind of wander around. I just, I I don't, I never have a seat. Yeah. I never have a seat. So I just wander around, but, uh, yeah, I prefer, I prefer rainy days at Keeneland when nobody goes and then you kind of have the place to yourself. (laughs) Oh yeah. Hmm. All right, guys, you, you ready to handicap this card?
1: Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do.
0: All right, so it's an eight race card. We're not going to do the first two races. Uh, honestly, I don't have a, a real good opinion of the first two anyway. We're going to start with race three, and handicap the last six races. Uh, race three does begin the uh, the, the single six. Is that's what it's called? The pick six, basically. And yeah. It's a th- this time it's a thirty thousand non winners at two lifetime. It's going one mile. This is for the for the males, three years old and upwards. And uh, Alan, I'm going to start with you because I know you 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 love a horse in here. And then we'll go to Philip. Then I'll I'll bring up the rear. Uh, Alan, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us who you like in race three?
1: Well, we don't have the morning lines out yet, but you know, a bit a bit of a horse player, you kind of guess what the odds are and stuff. Uh, I've been on this horse for a while. Uh, I've got lucky with it one time. I think uh, he's in the right spot today. It's E2 Babu, the two horse for Eddie Keneally and Declan Cannon. Uh, I've said it many times. The light went on for this horse in his second career, start. deep down a stretch. He needed more ground. They gave him more ground in his second start. He sat the pocket in the two hole that day for Declan Cannon at the $30,000 level. Today he's got Declan Cannon. He's got the two hole. He'll probably sit the pocket. He's back in for thirty k. Uh, he drops back down from an uh, optional claiming company last time. Last he did not run poorly at all. He actually ran against two of the horses in today's Bataglia in Hush of a Storm and Hard Rye Guy. I think he's in I think he's in the right spot. I think there's a couple of horses in here that could beat him, but I'll be singling the two Babu here for Declan and Eddie Keneally.
0: Okay, I'm just going to play devil's advocate real quick. Is it a concern that this is a, a young three-year-old facing older horses
1: yes it is and there are there are a couple in here i think are sneaky i would add i think i think uh, front man is always dangerous uh land Brittany vandenberg this horse um this horse got claimed for 7500 last time off a of second place finish and you look at it, they really jump up thirty thousand. uh but the horse was dropping in class at 7500 and i count that last race as a win in a lot of regards because Ran second. It was second to the Jonathan Thomas till then, who was a win machine on the drop. So finishing second in that spot was was, was nothing to be ashamed of. I think that horse is a bit of a sleeper in here. Um, and again, I do think frontman is going to be tough. I think Jimmy Jazz got got kind of caught uh, tracking a fast pace last time hung around real well. So I do think some of those horses could beat Babu. And yes, he is a 3-0 taking on older. However, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with him in this spot.
0: All right, Philip,
2: who do you like in race three?
1: Um, I'm going to have to go with, uh,
2: with exactly what Alan said. I mean, E2 Babu, he, he's pairing up, um, upper seventies and he just, he just looks like a, the horse is starting to put everything together, um, Jim and Susan Hill—they're having a, a decent meet, and uh, I think that they're. Uh, when when you get Eddie Keneally doing this sort of stuff, and you start to see he spots his horses really well, and when you see him pair them up like that, you look for him to take another step forward. And if he does, he's he's just going to be, um, probably probably by himself, uh, out of the turn. Uh, the only the only other horse is what uh, Alan mentioned, front man. Um, got Bay on there, two dime stables, pretty good, uh, pretty good meat for them as well. Um, but I'm concerned that, that, uh, that new top that he, he ran, he might, might take a step back from that or I'm sorry, not new top, but, uh, 84 that he ran second best that he's ever ran.
1: Yeah, and I would I would also throw in the fact that man and Jimmy Jazz both are contenders in this spot. They both ran second to a, a Mark Cassie horse in there. Awesome walk and roll it was pretty impressive. So both those horses big, run big races against against a, a solid field for the level. But it sounds like Phil and I are thinking the same way. CC, how do you see it?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, you you've got the right horses. I I think you got – I've got to include Can't Bet Them All. Yeah. And the number that, that jumps off the page is first after the claim at a twenty-three, uh, 23 sample size, thirty-nine percent of her first off claims win and at a, at a positive ROI. So you, typically you're going to get a price, and th- this is the type of horse you're going to get a price on after they claimed him for lowly level at seventy-five hundred and they're, they're, they're hiking him to thirty thousand. Yeah, I, I think this horse has a shot to go wire to wire, but I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I like, I like, uh, I like. The, at two Babu and 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 front man but uh yeah for me it's gonna be those probably those three I don't see I'm not crazy about anything else in here so
1: you know I, one one quick thing about Brittany vandenberg she is a high percentage trainer 34 and most of her her work comes on synthetic surfaces she's a Arlington trainer and she does uh entice land daryl's to ride on this class riser uh and I believe they combined later in the card too, together. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, don't let that $7,500 tag fully with this horse. This horse could, could definitely run well here.
0: I agree. I'm looking her up right now. Is this? Yeah, she's married to Chris Amy. Yes. Yeah.
1: You yeah.
0: Were- I, I knew that along. Yeah. I knew. I, I did know that. Okay. So let's uh let's turn the page. Go to race four. This is uh, an allowance non-winners of two lifetime, and it's going a mile on the Tapita. Uh, we don't have Morning Line, as we've already said, but there is an entry in here. Uh, 1 and 1A will be Mo Reserve and La, La Land. Uh, La, La Land will go for Bill Morey. Uh, Philip, we'll go to you first. Who do you like in race four?
2: Um, I really like the uh, the horse Mo Reserve. I mean, that, that speed, the last race up there the running the the ninety by ninety one buyer um taking them gate to wire it was impressive. Um coming out of uh some races at Del Mar. Um I just think that uh he could have been facing a higher class out there at that level and uh, that makes him pretty competitive um for a mile race here. Uh those those races at Del Mar can be a little bit deeper on that track and uh, so I think that'll carry over really well to the uh, new surface at Turfway.
0: Well since you like the uh, Mo Reserve I'm going to jump in right now and tell you I like the entry mate La La Land for Bill Morey who's had an incredible meet Uh, as of these past performances he was 10 out of 35. I went back and watched his last start and I don't I don't bet horses that have come off two and three year layoffs, and I didn't bet him that this night. But he ran really well. And He finished fourth. He was running hard at the end. I think this horse is ready to move forward. You can go back in his past performances. He stakes placed at Santa Anita in the past. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, uh, Maury picks up Santiago Santiago Gonzalez, who's having a whale of a meet. For me, this is going to be my single if Ooh, I play nice. the four. Oh yeah, yeah. Early pick four, early pick five, something like that. But I, I'm I'm going to uh, La La Land. What about you, Alan?
1: Well, first off, have you seen the movie La La Land? I have not. I think no, it, won it won a Academy Oscar Award, race. right? Yeah was it was it Best worthwhile picture? watching? I don't know. Okay, so you didn't see it? No. Okay, just I'm just curious. Uh, you know, I don't have a strong opinion here. I think this race is a, a bit uh, puzzling to me. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'll defer to you guys. I hope the entry wins. I'll, I'll include it because there's it's it's a unique race. In the fact that there's about three horses in here that have had significant layoffs or or comeback. Uh, one is La La Land, who was off about three years uh before that really nice return effort. Uh Oxo has a horse in this race with Forever Poe, who was off uh some time, had Don Chatlos and Chad Brown, who usually trains for Oxo. Now it ends up the Barn Apollo Lobo. That horse could be anything. Who knows? Um, Scales of Justice, who memory serves, that's who Brandon closed out of Big Pick 5 on. Correct, CC? Scales of Justice?
0: I think that's the one. I was just trying to think of that myself. Yeah, I think I think you're right.
1: And it's Mike McCarthy by Uncle Mo out of uh, Real Nice Mayor named Balance. Uh, to me, I, I would have to use Scales of Justice. I would have to use La La Land. Uh, again, we see Brittany Vandenberg and Chris Landeros teaming up again in this spot. Uh, working title has has a chance. Uh, I'm not trying to sound too all over the board. I I don't like this race. If if I was playing, because I'm a single lead too bad, I'd probably use maybe five in here. But, um, you know, as you guys mentioned, the entry looks tough too. So I'll hope you guys win, and I will just piggyback on your ticket here because I don't have a strong pick. I'd also add that Hill or High Water on his best taken figure here. So, um i'm gonna take a wishy-washy approach and just use five or six here
0: sounds good to me let's turn the page all right so we're going to the big uh, race of the night john pataglia memorial one hundred thousand dollars for three-year-olds uh remember no lasix for these derby points races but we've got a full field of 12 and an also eligible i will point out number 12 Warrior-in-chief is entered on Friday at Gulfstream, so there's a chance he may not make the trip. Uh, That would allow Baquina for Silverton Hill and Darren Miller to draw into the race, Uh, so uh, keep an eye on that. I am guessing that the favorite will be the rail horse, Gretzky the Great, who recently just finished sixth in the British Cup Juvenile Turf. Prior to that, he's a grade one winner in Canada, won the summer stakes, going a mile a one-turn mile woodbine uh philip let's go to you who do you like in the john Battaglia memorial
2: uh this one is a uh this one's a tough one um but i believe i'm gonna have to go with the uh the yen wilkes uh hard ride no. guy there you go getting Landeros up um red by Godolphin. i mean they're not <laughs> in the business of putting out bad horses so um I think that he brought this horse in for a reason, uh, out of hard spun. I just Gretzky the Great, the the rail draw really kind of threw me off there. The horse is as can be. I mean, he, he's checks all the boxes. Um but then then you also have a Brad Cox in here. So take a little bit of a price. So you got the leading jockey Landeros choosing that horse for a reason. So hopefully that'll that'll get me through on this one.
1: Yeah, I will I will say mention about this horse. Uh, he got caught by Hush of a Stormer, who, who really does figure. But he might have moved a little early in that field. Uh so you know, Landaro's learned a little something. Uh in there. I, I could see this horse definitely figuring. I um I probably will side with, with the favorite in here. Uh if he runs, if Gretzky the Great for Mark Cassie runs the races that he ran last year. On the woodbine turf and the woodbine synth, uh, Gretzky the Great could beat the puck out of these horses. Um, uh, I think I, I think I used that pun last time he ran. Yeah, that's that's, uh, a, that's a big Well, he pun. did. Well, I, and I, but looking at the, the PPS, he did turn a hat trick. Correct. In Canada, is that uh, right? Uh,
0: that's, if that's what a hat trick is, three in a row, right?
1: Yeah, that's all, all the hockey terms I know, folks. Uh, this is another one for Eclipse. Eclipse had several runners up today tonight. And I have to think this horse is being pointed towards the Jeff Ruby Stakes. That's probably why they came they, they probably came to this spot, why Cassie brought him down. Wonder why Darrells isn't riding uh, for him. Maybe it's because he rides for Ian Wilkes all the time. But Corrales gets the mount. Uh, this horse has worked very well and has been working consistently at, at, down in Florida, at Palm Meadows. That means he hasn't missed any works. Some of these horses you're going to see on this car tonight may have missed works due to the weather. That's something to keep in mind. So one well, something I'm going to be looking at in the early portion of this week at Turfway, uh, uh, trying to see who's missed works, who hasn't missed training. I know this horse hasn't missed any training. So I'm leaning to Gretzky the Great, but I've also got to include like the King for Wesley Ward. I know this horse hasn't missed any works. Uh, I think he's pointed for this spot after a big allowance win in one X company where he was just in control the whole way. Just the controlling speed looked like a million dollars throughout the entire race. If I just had those two on my ticket, I'd be happy. That said, I would also have to include uh, – because I do like having a contrarian play if I'm in a, a pick four, pick five, and that would probably be Hush of the Storm for me, who's two for two here for the aforementioned Bill Morey. I really like both of his races. I really liked his last race. Uh, again, this horse has three works at Turfway in the last couple of weeks, including one on February 14th. I do think that's going to be key. Uh, Handicap in the races this week. Who has not missed works? Uh, so give me Gretzky the Great and like the king, and I will dabble a little hush of a storm in there. That said, I know CC likes a bomb in here, so we'll go to him now.
0: I don't know if, if this horse will be a bomb or like what do you think? Uh,
1: I am like, thinking t- 20 to 1. I think he's 20, 20 to one.
0: 1. I like Fort Moultrie. Uh, the reason I like that horse, I had a pick three alive to Baquina on february 5th i think the thing was going to pay like five or six hundred dollars and i was watching the race i've never was more confident to watch a horse range up on the outside uh, rodney prescott rode by Queena that day and had a handful of horse and when he asked the horse to go he responded but fort moultrie who had an actually a better trip responded to by Queena's challenge and and fought him off down to the wire i thought that was a, it was a really brave effort and it's Reeve McGahee, I believe that's Shug McGahee's son. So, you mm-hmm. know, the training pedigrees there. Uh, th- I think something worth watching is that Rodney Prescott is named on Fort Moultrie. And he's also named on Bequina. Uh, if for some reason he takes off of Fort Moultrie, maybe uh, I might back down off my, my top selection here. Uh, but, you know, I think this horse uh, might have a future Fort Moultrie. Um, with you, though, on Gretzky the Great, I think uh, like the king has a chance. Uh, I, I, but, uh, give me Fort Moultrie at 20 to one. If Baquina draws into the race, I will build a superfecta around that horse, possibly getting third or fourth, maybe put some of my top choices on top in the, in the, in the one, two slots and maybe get Baquina in third and fourth and maybe try to catch a, uh, a hundred hundred $150 dime super.
1: Yeah. you know. We, we had mentioned the superfections. We mentioned Phil likes play him, and I'll play him when, when the situation arises. This race could be a, a good, a good uh, opportunity for a superfect. If you believe Gretzky the Great is the one to beat him here, uh, and I'm not saying he is, I'm not saying he isn't, but he probably will be an odds-on favorite. I'm thinking he's, you know, he's got to be six, seven to 5 at, at best. Uh, if you do believe he's the class of the race, you, you have a very evenly matched field underneath. And those are, the times of, those are the times to play superfectus. Find that key horse. It doesn't necessarily have to be a long shot, but it, it helps to have be a long shot. And as CC mentioned, if, if Fort Moultrie, Baquina, they're both going to be 20, 25 to 1, you'd be surprised, and I say it repeatedly, what that can pay if you get the right chaos in there. If your opinion's right and you get a little bit of chaos, it could pay – very handsome, I and mean, this is a, this is a good example of that. That's if, of course if Grudge the a great were to win, but uh, if CC likes Fort Moultrie that much, and I can understand why, that's something to keep in mind, folks.
0: Okay, let's go to race six, and boy, this—I mean, it, it doesn't get any easier. This is a no, mile I think and sixteenth. Yeah, a mile this is and sixteenth maiden for Phillies, three years old, going a mile and sixteenth. I think, I think the favorite is going to be on the rail, and that's Sundial. This is a daughter of Dialed In out of Ellie's Moment. Ellie's Moment is a uh, producer of uh, several nice horses. I think Moment motion, or Time in Motion is uh, yes, yes. a top. Uh, I'm looking right here. Time in Motion was by Tappet, and she won the, the QE2 Challenge Cup at Keeneland. So I, I totally forgotten about that. Uh, and Also won the Lake Placid, the Memories of Silver, Wonder Again, second in the Belmont Oaks. Uh, go back further in this philly's family tree and you'll find uh, brian's time uh horse ran second in the uh preakness i think john beach john, john beach Beech, yeah horse won the the florida derby um prior to that but uh this philly is very well bred and her first her debut was at turfway and sent off seven to one she attended the pace and gave way late finishing fourth and I think what was a pretty pretty salty made special way for the level of turf weight. Uh, guys. Let's uh, Alan. We'll start with you. Who do you like in race six?
1: I think this is the toughest race of the, of the night. Uh, again, as as we mentioned earlier, it's like if I'm going to single in a couple of races, and I will, or or just you know the ticket down, I'll have to use a few in here because I I can make a case for seven or eight. Uh, you mentioned Sundial getting the rail after that wide draw last time is really going to help that horse for Asmus. I would not be surprised if that horse won. Um, Polka Polente for Paula Lobo. I thought ran one of the better uh, non-winning races of the meet when he ran second into Vanishing in his second start, and then kind of kind of flopped his next time out. If, if that horse is, runs back to that second race, he can figure. Um, I, I could go on and on. Spritz Treasure Lane in here. Uh, we've got Ruth B.G., named after the uh, late Supreme Court Justice in here. Uh, I'm probably going to go to Hulda. I'm probably going to go to Hulda for uh, the Augustan Stable and Jonathan Thomas. Those guys have been lights out, unbeatable to me. This horse got bet in a mile and eighth race uh, and lost all chance in the turn. Basically, It was basically they eased him after that uh he was three to one that day they they thought a lot of him. thomas and Augustine have not lost much they give him some time off i'm probably gonna give hold of another try he might go off a little bit of numbers since that last race looks so bad i'll also keep my nurturing if, if nurturing draws in for mike mccarthy uh i think you gotta uh, definitely keep an eye on that horse after his last race uh it'd be interesting to see who if he does draw in as you mentioned from the race previous who will Gerardo, uh, Gerardo Corrales choose because he is named on both Hulda and Nurturing for two big barns. So that'll be interesting to see, but uh, I've rambled on enough. I guess I'll side with Hulda and, and, take, and take a few in here. All right,
2: Phillip. Uh I'm with you there on Holda. You didn't get to see what the horse could do. You just sort of, right. you know, Back exactly. after that, uh, I mean, He's out of Candy Ride, huge sire at Turfway. Um, you know that—that's one of the things I look for. Is you're looking for sires that have success on on this surface. And Candy Ride, Majestic Perfection. You know those those type of sires are just known for running well at Turfway. Um, the barn has been on fire. I mean, I think, on you know, fire. <laughs> eight, eight entries and and six wins. And you know. Uh, so this horse didn't get this. They obviously brought it back for a reason and it didn't get show what it could truly do. So I think, uh, they, they got the jockey back on. I mean, it, it's Jonathan, uh, Thomas. I, I think it's in here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now I will say that sundial is, you know, a going to be going to be competitive down on the inside. I think that he's going to have to work for it. Um, one of the long shots that I like, this is a, a sort of an underneath play. I like misty Vale. Uh, yeah. Got buff doing uh two sprints to a, to a route and of course the closer, I don't think it can get up for first, but I do think that at a big price, it can clunk up for third, maybe fourth at, at 30 to one. And, uh, you get a big price in there on your tries and supers if, if that happens.
1: Yeah, this horse probably bred for distance by toneless out of a birdstone mare. They've, they've probably been wanting to send this horse long. He loses at Landeros, but uh, I'm with you there. The horse can save some ground and that horse can definitely get in, into your exotics.
0: I CC, bet that horse last time. I, I, yeah, I, yeah and, and, and she didn't show anything. That first start was real promising.
1: So. Yeah, ig- Igloo. Agreed. Who do you like in here?
0: Well, I mean, you all went over the ones I liked. Uh, going back to Hulda, the the main reason I like this filly is that they they pounded her in her first start. She had no business going off three to one, going a mile and eighth in the first start. Unless you know, unless they know, they know some, yeah, got, they got she's got to have talent, otherwise they wouldn't have better like that. So I think I think that's the one. Uh, don't understand why Landeros isn't riding her. Landeros oh. land, lands on uh, the Rudy Brissett horse, Spritz. Yeah. And is there anything to be said about that? that you ran second to Foolery. We're going to see Foolery uh, earlier in the week, right? Uh
1: Yeah, I believe so. The Landeros and their horse, I, I thought the horse ran pretty well last time because Foolery was a monster. That's Keneally, right? I believe that's Eddie Keneally. Eddie
0: Keneally, right.
1: Yeah, that, mile and eight on debut, that horse, and the horse was fast. best. I thought this horse showed, showed some gameness in there. Uh, the thing about uh, Spritz is she has seven winning siblings, but from uh, only one, she has seven siblings, but of her full siblings, only one of those four even made it to the racetrack. So that that's kind of unique there. She is a half to uh, Judy the Beauty, on almost two million dollars. Um, so I, I'm kind of torn on the horse. I think it's a good superfecta type horse, but then again, Landero's did pick it for a reason. So, didn't even mention plenty awesome for Mark Cassie, who's a half to uh, Mr. Money. Mr. Money, so oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. So, there, there's a lot of ways to go in here. Sounds like we're all kind of be hoping Holda uh shows the promise at the odds board showing her first start. So, we'll see what yeah. happens.
0: All right, let's go to race seven now. This is the Cincinnati Trophy, uh, an Oaks Points race, six and a half furlongs on the Tapita, and uh, I don't know who's going to be the favorite. I I, I I have a feeling, I have a feeling it's going to be Phantom Vision from the Seven Hole for Maker, but you think I, so? I I I don't know. I don't know for sure. Uh, uh, let's go to Philip first. Uh, Philip, who do you like in the Cincinnati Trophy?
2: Um this thing looks like it is going to be fast i mean it there are horses in here that just love to go to the lead straight from that are all going to want to go um and that's what i was looking at is phantom vision is a horse that can sit a little bit off the pace i think coming from the outside there he gets that nice stalking trip where he can be just off the rump of, of one of these horses on the lead and he can just can just overtake them coming out of the turn. I think that, uh, maker and, uh, you got Bay herano that the connections are good. You've, and I, I think that he's just going to sit the trip on this. Um, and a lot of horses are going to, I think paradise song igloo is going to go, um, last time out, uh, rocket reload win. So I, I just think that he, he sits right behind those, and lets it lets the pace collapse and just overtakes them in the in the stretch.
0: Okay, Alan.
1: You know, I thought I had a nice Contrarian single here for about six, eight to one, and but it sounds like uh, it's not as Contrarian as I thought because I like Phantom Vision myself. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I go back to these these horses have not missed work, have not missed training time. This horse is coming up from Goldster, and You know, the horse has come off a bit of a layoff, but since that layoff, this horse has worked four times down there, including just this week. Uh, So, I like the fact that the horse hasn't missed any work. The horse should be fit. Went a mile to 16th at Gulfstream, led to Deep Stretch. Uh, Coming And the race before that at Gulfstream, it was a really good maiden field uh, that day. There was a couple of uh, buzz horses in there, and Phantom Vision handled them pretty easily, so... I think this horse has some upside. I think I like the turn back. I like the fact that he should be fit with the works of Gulfstream. And as Phil said, I think there there could be some speed of the inside. Uh there there are, I think Paradise Song and Igloo both figuring here. Paradise Song went for ten times the purchase price when they when they purchased him last year. Uh, Igloo was one of the most impressive maiden winners you'll see at the meet. Eclipse brings him uh right back in this spot. They must think highly of him. So I could mention a couple more in here um dirty dangle who i know one of my uh, co-hosts likes but i might single phantom vision in this spot
0: go watch september 19th i went back and watched this race i think it's called the woodbine carrier stakes it's five furlongs on the turf at woodbine watch the turn a foot of dirty dangle it's just unbelievable now i don't i well she we do know kind of what she beat uh, she beat a, a next out winner that finished second, and then Rock, Rocket Reload was third. Rocket Reload has come back to finish first and second in allowance races since then. Uh, this is this is this could be my single in the late pick four. I think Chris Landero fits this filly to a T. Yeah. Like Philip like said, there's a ton of early pace in here, and this race has collapse written all over it. If it collapses, Dirty Dangle's going to come pick up the pieces, and I think she may be the best bet on the whole card. That's oh yeah, I to play her that way, yeah. And, and and Cassie shipped her. I don't know if this is a good idea or not. Cassie shipped her up early, and she's got two works over the track, but you know they haven't been able to train for for a week at least. So I don't know if that's that if that's going to make a make a difference or not. But Dirty Dangle is the one I like, and. The Cincinnati Trophy Stakes. Anything else before we go to the last
1: race? Well, real qu- uh, real quick, uh, Eclipse has two in here. It has Dirty Dangle and has a ig- igloo in here. So I told you Eclipse had a few runners going tonight, and um, I-, I say I-, I said I was going to single Phantom Vision, but you're really swaying me on Dirty Dangle. So maybe I'll go too deep at the very least here, because I do think that horse looks like it was a private purchase after that Woodbine race where uh, Eclipse and Cassie went there. And Cassie has three horses in here when there's like, uh, let's purchase this horse because by not this time and ran against the males in the Brewer's Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint against a very, very, very fast horse and golden pal. So I stand corrected. I'm going to go at least two deep here with Fan Vision <laughs> and Dirty Dangle. Go, and just go
0: when you get a chance, go back and watch the September 19th race. It's on YouTube. I think you, you type in Woodbine Carriers or whatever, Woodbine Carriers 2020, and go watch that race, and you will be impressed. I guarantee you that you will be impressed by her late turn of foot. That's all I've got to say.
1: I certainly will. And I'm actually embarrassed on myself because I did not have a pun ready for a horse named dirty dangle. And I feel like, uh, Gosh. I've given you guys a shaft by not having that. But, uh, anyway, Phil, were you going to say something?
2: Oh no. I, I think that, uh, I mean, you missed a golden opportunity there with uh, the with <laughs> podcast gold. And, uh, Oh yeah, and, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> but yeah. I do believe that that horse is, I mean, they thought enough of it to send it to the, uh, to Keeneland for the Breeders' Cup, and I mean, and it didn't, it didn't get a chance to show what it could do there. So uh, I, I think you'll be fine if you, if you with those two horses.
1: Yeah, I, I think you could I think that Dirty Dangle probably still be five, six to one. I think Fan Vision could be five. I could be completely wrong on that, but uh, I, you know, I, I worry about Dirty Dangle hanging. Uh, <laughs> uh it took me a minute there's the best i could come up with go ahead cc
0: uh i need a drink uh yeah that's all i got that's all i got on race <laughs> seven anyway let's go let's go to race eight and to wrap up the car this is uh Ooh. this is the second most important race on the car the fifth race is always the most important at turfway because it ends the, the yeah. early pick four and five and it begins the Begins the uh, late pick four, but the eighth race is is, uh, is almost as important. And this is, to me, this is the toughest race on the card. Uh, the favorite, uh, almost without a doubt. Where's my notes?
1: Ravelli.
0: Where's Larry Ravelli? I don't satiate see the six. It. Satiate. It's the six. Yeah, the the six mare. Satiate. Larry Ravelli. This. Mary's probably going to be somewhere in the vicinity of six to five, seven to five. Even though she's been off over a year, uh, Philip, you got to bail me out here. I don't have an opinion here, so tell me what you think.
2: Um, it's going to be hard to beat uh, Larry Valley. I mean, he he's he's got the jockey up on this. He's he's got everything going for him. This is not a a race that is going to like it could go very Short price favorite. Yes, dress. yes.
1: I'm not to say. Yeah.
2: Wall, because the fifty to one horse that hasn't ran in five years, you know, wins this race. Um, it's going to be the one that, if you cash it, might be huge for you. If it, if you don't, it, it's probably going to frustrate you to no end. Um, but a horse that I like, I generally don't bet this guy too much unless he changes surfaces or distance um he's not going to be a household name either uh i like the two jeff Thornsbury uh horse mm-hmm. it's john mckee up um this horse is running back at the same distance twice um the pace is not going to set up that well for him but i'm hoping that someone else in here will go with the Rebelli horse and give give him a chance to close into it and uh and see if if uh, Jeff Thornsbury can't uh, can't pull out another one in huge odds because he he generally does that for me. at them from time to time. So let's go with it here.
0: All right, Alan. I mean, it, this is to me. It's it's either it's either Satiate is going to win, or you're going to, have to use eight or nine of them because if you want to be sure, I don't know what to do here. What do you think?
1: Well, I see where you're going with this. If I Again, as we mentioned earlier, if I were to just use Phantom Vision and Dirty Dangle in the last race and went short in the Betagly, which I plan to do, I might go deep here but with a couple and try to view this race from several different angles. On a pick four ticket, I would I would use Ghost Aler. I would use Promise Fame as a bit of a crazy long shot for a decent trainer and a bug rider. I would have to use Satiate, uh, Maybe Lily Secret, Kapuri and Miss Pinkerton now that said that's how I would play it if I was trying to get alive in a pick in a, in a pick four ticket for instance if I'm playing a race uh, the race seems a little bit better for me to try to hit and I'm going to kind of piggyback off what Phil was mentioning the way I would play it in a from a vertical fashion there's not much speed in the race and satiate looks like the best horse but this horse has not been working consistently basically one work a month uh, off of that, uh, what would that be? I got 14 month layoff. So I can't say that the horse is a lock. So what I would do is try to find the horse. I think would most likely be the winners horse that would lay close to the pace. That would be satiate Kapuri who has turned it around and the outside horse, Miss Pinkerton might be the class of the race, even though he's in bad form. I'd use those three on top in a vertical wager and Phil's, uh, Ghost Delaire is a horse I think that could pass enough horses and beat him, and, and enough horses that cannot run to get into the Super. That's how I'd play the race vertically. Those three horses on top, Ghost Delaire is my uh, Superfecta uh key horse. Uh, but that said, I don't love the race, obviously.
0: No, th- this is a race. If I'm not alive to do anything, I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah exactly the, the, this is the type of race i'm fearful that you know like you said there's no speed in the race
1: right so pl- you well, want to play something close to the pace
0: well it, well there's no form to indicate anything's going to happen so i could see anything just busting out of there you know early and, and going wire to wire and that none of these mares have heart that's yeah. why they're in for a nickel that you know that it's it, you could get a 50 to one go wire to wire so I mean, I, I'm going to try to structure my ticket to use as many of these as I can. Maybe try to go all, but and and hope for the best. But we'll see.
1: Interesting right. about this race, real quick before you before you uh, go. There's like four or five winless jockeys in this race. There's a uh, David Cardoso, who I don't know who that is, has never started here. Frank Reyes, who's never started here. Uh, Adrian Rodriguez, who I think has some talent. She's an apprentice. Uh, there's someone else in there. there there's. You could just go with the jockeys, the Corrales and the Gonzales in here, because uh, you, you've got a lot of you've got a lot of jocks who have a bunch of goose eggs next to their name.
0: That was the one. That that is one I'm I'm interested in. You you mentioned Andrea Rodriguez, promise fame for Doug. Yeah, Dan. I,
1: he I like it, that one a little bit.
0: Don't don't put it past him to put this mare on the lead with her and the ten pound weight. You know that's that's roughly two lengths late. That might be one that. Uh, gets on the lead and just goes wire to wire and yeah
1: I, I liked the horse a little bit last time the horse didn't break real well so and, and doug danner's a sneaky trainer so yeah, you know, that would that horse would be on a on a uh on a pick for a ticket of mine and right. i think adrian rodriguez can ride a little bit
0: well we spent we've talked 25 minutes about a nickel claimer at turfway park <laughs> so it's probably time to hang it up uh guys uh well first of all philip we want to thank philip for being on the show uh we definitely enjoyed having him hope Hopefully he can cash some tickets. I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of the selection that he's made. Definitely, and, definitely. Uh, Philip, uh, how do you like your uh, your introduction to, to podcasting?
2: Uh, it's definitely been a little bit different. Um, not something I'm used to. I'm uh, I just wish this whole COVID thing gets over with because I like handicapping in groups of people and bouncing ideas off of each other and sitting around a table and uh, seeing what you could come up with. I mean. Last year, uh, or I'm sorry, the year before that, we had a uh, the original finish of the Kentucky Derby before the disqualification. We I had a group that threw together a large uh, superfecta, and we had the original order. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. And, and oddly enough, the, uh, the steward that made the DQ is my second cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, oh, no. He didn't get talked to at the family reunion that
1: year. <laughs> oh, that was gonna be a massive one too. That 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 was gonna be that might have been six figures. Oh but, my God.
0: Well, you know, hey Philip, going back to that, I, I'm trying to recall the payoff as, as as it was after the DQ. Was the payoff a little bit less than it should have been?
2: I believe it was. I I had a uh, it took so long that I was standing there uh, by one of the machines at Keeneland. And I had a gentleman who had the uh had the trifecta with country house on top. And you know, so as soon as it came up, I knew that because that's always been my luck is I lose out on DQs yeah and, and photos. That that's just my luck. But um so he he hit it and I congratulated him and then when he only got I think it was thirty six hundred I was like, that seems a little light for
1: the Sixty-five
2: time, to one. You know, the biggest betting day of the year, and you just had a uh, had such a huge bomb come off on top. I just thought the payoff was really light. Yeah, um, I, I agree. The odds that were there. I guess a lot of people like the name country. I have no idea, but it seems like his group uh, had it quite often. But uh, mine were are crying in our uh, <laughs> crying in our drinks over there. So.
0: Well, I'm going to put you on the spot and and take off your your uh, your rose-colored glasses. Did they make the right DQ or not?
2: They did. They did. Um you know, I I've seen other tracks outside of this state will allow a little bit more to go on. Um sometimes, but Kentucky tracks I I have had that happen at Keeneland um and as a matter of fact, it happened to me twice on the same day at Keeneland. Oh, um, back when uh, back when Good Magic won the
1: um In-branders. yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, I think was Sporting Chance took a hard right turn to yes. the stand and interfere with Free Drop Belly. I still had yes. that super because I had them both there. Um, but. I think it would have been better the other way around because sporting chance was a little bit better odds. And then there was a turf race. I believe it was the sixth race. I had a horse that finished second at 54 to one. The sixth horse came between uh, the two horses and and ended up winning the race. And uh, all I remember thinking is this is going to be a huge super. (laughs) And then then the O started flashing on the board. Oh, no. I was done. Um oh God. It You've I had... I ended up about sick that day. Um I, I think I did cash four supers um <laughs> that day all total. But but that one when you when you had a horse, I think it was like eight to one over fifty, four to one over ten over ten.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> and I had it for a dollar. Oh my. So oh, I was, I was sick. Um, it was, it was a Euro horse getting first time Lasix and, and people just ignored it on the board and it was, it had always been up towards the front and I it had rained a little bit earlier that day. So I I just thought this horse fits in today and, uh, and I, I thought I had it home and, and they DQ'd me out of, <laughs> I,
1: oh, good. I know. might've never went, I might've never had. went back. <laughs> Oh
0: my! Oh my! Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, but uh, anyway, regardless, uh, we're, we, Philip, we're, we're very glad that you joined us tonight. Uh, we're going to wrap it up right here. Uh, Philip, would you would you love to join us here, maybe some point in the future, maybe handicap some more races as they come along? Anytime, anytime. All right, sounds hopefully, great. Sounds great. Hopefully, we'll meet you out at Keeneland in April if uh, if they allow us to come in there.
1: Yeah, because that's, that's what CC and I. That's what we do. We bounce ideas off of each other all for years and stuff. So that sounds like our cup of tea right there.
0: I haven't bounced one right yet, though. That's the only problem. Don't
1: listen to him, y'all. Don't listen to him.
0: All right. Well, let's knock it off there. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, play the Turfway card on Friday night. Should be uh, should be epic. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Saturday, of course, uh, big racing at Gulfstream in Oakland. And, and, and hopefully the weather's going to continue to get warmer and warmer. And, and spring is right around the corner. And like we said, that means Keeneland is on the way. So on it won't way. be long now. It won't be long now. So uh, on behalf of Alan Schneider and Philip McIntyre and Brandon Jaggers, who's off tonight, this is CC Broadus reminding you around the globe, on Mars, and even beyond that, that gambling money ain't got no home. Good night.